Unfortunately, Marcus was one in a long line of admirers, and, because of his shyness, he never seemed to be able to break through to the front of the pack. I unlocked our front door and was immediately greeted with smoke. Sarah? I called out. What the heck is going on? Sarah stuck her head out from the kitchen, her brown bangs plastered to her forehead with sweat. Caitlin, help! She yelped. I just burned the garlic bread and dropped the cheese on the floor. I laughed as I slipped off my coat, dropping my backpack onto the couch. I made my way to the kitchen, stopping to open the living room window along the way. You should have waited until I got home, I admonished as I shook my head at the black log on the baking sheet sitting on the stove. I could only imagine that had been the garlic bread. You being alone in the kitchen never turns out well. Sarah blew a puff of air up to her forehead to cool off her sweaty bangs and held up her hands in surrender. I was nervous you wouldn't get home in time, and I wanted everything to be ready before everyone got here. I smirked because I knew everyone meant Grant. The guys from downstairs were joining us for dinner, in addition to Jenny. This must mean that Grant was off again with Kara, since Sarah only got in a tizzy over Grant when she knew there was a possibility but I didn't say anything. I didn't think it was wise to start a discussion about the merits of pursuing a guy in love with someone else. I simply grabbed a potholder and picked up the baking sheet, sliding the cinder block into the trash can. Well, don't worry, I reassured Sarah. We have plenty of time. It's only 5.30 and we told them 7 o'clock. Why don't you make the salad and I'll handle everything else? Sarah sighed. Okay, I guess I can handle chopping vegetables. Oh, and I guess I should pick this up, I said wryly as I bent over to pick up the ball of mozzarella cheese that was on the floor. Yeah, yeah, I know, Sarah replied, smiling sheepishly. Salad duty it is. Sarah and I spent the next hour and a half in easy company, chatting about our day and classes. Sarah was the first person in my life that I felt completely at ease with, I had spent most of my life with my guard up, uneasy with letting people in. A lifetime of my father telling me I wasn't good enough had made me wary of trusting people. I didn't believe he constantly criticized me because he didn't love me. Sometimes I thought that would have hurt less. Then I could just shrug my father off as an asshole and not care what he thought. It hurt too much that he minimized me because he really thought less of me. I believed that my father loved me on some level and was disappointed I wasn't more, more driven, more ambitious, more like him. My father had started from nothing and built Kyle Realty, an impressive real estate company, from the ground up. George Kyle had become a name to be reckoned with in the realty industry. We had lived with the trappings of luxury until I was twelve, then his business had shattered with the recession and now he was back to working for someone else and counting on commissions that hadn't happened yet to make ends meet. Sometimes I thought he resented the fact that I was just starting out in life and had opportunities like college, which he had never been given. My mother had passed away when I was five by the hands of a drunk driver, and I was an only child, so I had been the only family member to witness his fall from grace. Sometimes I think he resented that, too. It's not that I wasn't driven. I was at Maxwell University, mostly on a scholarship, 
and I kept a high GPA, close to 4.0, but making money wasn't my burning desire in life. Life could be so hard to endure sometimes, and often you just had to hunker down and try to get through it, especially with the visions. Ever since I could remember, I had visions that often woke me up in the middle of the night, panicked and terrified by what I had seen. I used to believe they were simply nightmares until I entered high school, because then I started to see the people in my dreams in real life. First, it had been the janitor my first day of high school. I had seen him the night before thrashing in a river, some force dragging him below until he was floating face down in the water. Then it had been the new girl my second month of high school, who I had seen falling from a building, her screams reverberating in my ears long after I had woken up. It started a long chain of strangers' faces.